The Islanders closed out their last game before the holiday break with a big win, but it came at a cost. Two more players hit the injury list. We have the latest updates on that and our key takeaways from the game. All that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sart tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Monday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could join us today and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Lots to talk about on today's show. We will discuss the Islanders' big win over the Florida Panthers, the injuries that are mounting, and hey, Atu Ratu, his first NHL game, his first NHL goal. We'll have all of that coming up. But first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, or maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss on a future episode, feel free to send us an email. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. And I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game. So make sure you join me for that and uh, give you some instant insight and analysis. And it's always good to interact with Islanders fans game time or any time. So feel free to email, comment on uh, our YouTube page, or of course, send me a DM via Twitter. The Islanders closed out their pre-holiday schedule with a return home and a 5-1 win over the Florida Panthers. And this one, this one was just really the best effort we've seen from the Islanders in quite some time. A, a complete game, a 5-1 win, and for the most part, uh, you know, lots of good stuff. Again, falling behind early, giving up that first goal. But from the second period on, it was all Islanders. And the big story, you got to start with this. Uh, the Islanders recalled two players from Bridgeport on an emergency basis due to some injuries. We'll get to the injuries a little bit later. But Parker Wotherspoon, the defenseman, and Atu Ratu, the top prospect in the Islanders system, both recalled on an emergency basis, and it was Atu Ratu 
getting his first career goal in his first NHL game. And remember this about Ratu. This is his first full season in North America. He played, what, two regular season games and maybe eight or nine playoff games in the AHL last year. And other than that, it's just what he's done this year uh, down in Bridgeport. He gets called up, plays solidly, and gets a goal scorer's goal, uh, which was extremely refreshing to see. He played 11 minutes and 25 seconds, had two hits, which is good to see because he's not afraid to mix it up, and had three shots on goal, including the goal. Nice move. He showed that he could be patient on the goal. He could fake out players in front of him and create time and space and then finish, which obviously Islander fans know this team needs in the worst possible way. So Ratu Ratu just showing his potential. Now look, it's one game. You don't want to get so excited about one game that you say, oh, well, it's it's over. This is the, you know, the next Mike Bossy or the next Brian Trottier or even the next John Tavares. No, not yet. But here's a kid with potential. And the good thing was he showed that the moment was not too big for him. He was not concerned about, oh my gosh, this is my first NHL game and I should be feeling overwhelmed or overmatched. No, he showed calm, cool, collected. Uh, The moment wasn't too big for him. The skills that he has came through, and he was a plus one in the game. You know, three shots on goal, guess what? Uh, That's more than Josh Bailey gets in a week. I mean, uh, it's more than a lot of players on this team who don't tend to shoot first, and... Again, positive development there. Uh, Anthony Bevilier, two goals and an assist, a three-point night, and five shots on goal for Bo. Yeah, the second goal was an empty netter. But, you know, the thing about Bevilier, we know he's got the speed. We know he's got the ability, but we just don't see it consistently. And the problem with Bo, you get... Every fourth or fifth game, you'll get the two-goal, one-assist, five-shots-on-goal kind of a game from Anthony Bevilier. And then for three or four games, you'll get, did Anthony Bevilier play today? Or, oh yeah, you remember that bad play that Bo made to turn the puck over or whatever it is. So, we know Bo is capable. The point with Anthony Bevilier is to be more consistent with his play. Also a big game for Ryan Pulak. He had a goal. He was a plus two, and he had six shots on goal to lead the Islanders. Another solid performance by Ilya Sorokin, but the beautiful thing about this game, Islanders outshoot the Panthers 43-23, to and, you know, that's practically two to one on the shots on goal. And it was refreshing that after the first period, most of the game was played in the Florida Panthers zone. And no, you know, the Panthers are not a great uh, defensive team, especially at this point in the season. 
But just to get that kind of performance where the Islanders not only had a lot of shots, but they had some quality shots as well. A lot of, you know, dangerous shots while holding Florida to not a lot of shots and not a lot of dangerous shots. That is the secret to consistently winning in the National Hockey League. And if the Islanders can do that more often, they will win more games. No question about that. The, the, the key is, again, finding the consistency. And unfortunately, you know, the, the, the issue of injuries continues to mount. Now, Parker Weatherspoon was the other player making his season debut for the Islanders. And Weatherspoon, again, held his own. He had two shots on goal, one hit, one block shot was even up, no points, no plus minus, but played almost 15 minutes, 14-47, and was solid. And I think, again, the important thing was not to have both Sebastian Ajo and Robin Salo out there. Their games and their style are too similar as far as the fact that they are vulnerable defensively. And the one thing about Parker Wotherspoon he is not as vulnerable defensively. 6'1", 190. He makes his NHL debut, but played solid defensive hockey. And that is, again, what you need to see from a rookie like Parker Wotherspoon. So the Islanders end what was uh, that six-game test on a positive note. And they need to build on it because... Folks, we look at the standings and the Islanders no longer near the top of the division. After that road trip, it's crazy how competitive things are. But guess what? The Islanders are now in sixth place in the Metropolitan Division. We will talk more about that, the injury situation, and a whole lot more, including the struggles of the Islanders' power play. So more to get to on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by the NHTSA. You've been hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. And as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you get pulled over anyway? And even so... What's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you lose your job, you total your car, you kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think it's okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Make sure to check out Locked On Sports today. The biggest stories around the sports world in 20 minutes or less Plus, instant reactions, game recaps, and Locked On's take of the day. Locked On Sports Today, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. So the injury news. 
boy, this team is having its issues with the injury news, and it is, needless to say, frustrating. Two more players leaving the game early on Friday. Simon Holmstrom and Brock Nelson leaving the game in the second period and did not return. Nelson, obviously huge to lose. He has 34 points. That is first on the team. Took a puck to the head. And look, we do not have updates. The Islanders did not practice uh, over the three-day holiday break on the 24th, 25th. And they're not going to be necessarily back until morning skate uh, of the game tomorrow. But when we have updates on these players, we'll let you know. Now, look, if he was hit in the head with the puck, the obvious thing you think about is a concussion. Now, it could also, you know, be a, a deep cut. You could think about the possibility of, you know, a broken orbital bone and all those things. Hopefully, it is nothing that serious, but concussions, as we all know, can be very, very tricky things, and you just don't want to see, uh, you know, the three days off for the break could very well be all Brock Nelson needs to recover, but anyone who has dealt with or has concussions can tell you you could be over it in a day or two, a week, or sometimes many months or longer, depending on the person, how many concussions they've had before, the severity of the concussion. All of that comes into play. Holmstrom was injured when basically he had a knee-to-knee hit with Sam Bennett. That happened late in the second period. And for me, I am not going to say that Sam Bennett intentionally tried to injure Simon Holmstrom. That is not what I'm saying. But it was a dirty hit. It was a knee-on-knee hit. And in my mind, this is the kind of play that the Islanders needed some kind of response to Sam Bennett. Not to hurt him but to certainly send a message. And it was discouraging that Bennett, nobody went after Bennett at the time of the hit, and that even just to say a few words and just give him a message. I'm not saying you had to hurt him. I don't want you to hurt him. But to to send him a message, hey, you can't do that. The fact that there was not a penalty on Bennett on the play is a little mind-boggling to me. The replay clearly showed the knee-on-knee hit. And now you're facing a situation where you're already without Casey Sezikis. He did not play because of injury. You're already playing without Kyle Palmieri. He doesn't play because of injury. We all know that you don't have Palmieri, you don't have Clutterbuck, you don't have Sezikis. You can't afford to lose Brock Nelson. And then losing, uh, potentially, Simon Holmstrom. Yeah, okay, Simon Holmstrom not tearing up the league at this point, but he's playing capable bottom six kind of a 
uh, of a role right now. And again, you need bodies. We don't know yet if Palmieri is going to be back. He is the closest heading into the holiday break. As far as being ready to return was concerned, he was skating. He was going to be a game-time decision for the game on Friday. But, again, we don't know what Holmstrom's situation is. We don't know how long, if any games, Nelson may miss. We're still waiting for news about Adam Pellick and when he may resume skating. There's a lot of guys out of the lineup right now. It's very encouraging that Atu Ratu came in and played well. Parker Wotherspoon came in and played well. But over the long haul, my feeling is that the Islanders do not have the organizational depth to handle five injuries, six injuries at the same time. One or two, you can probably get by with depending on who the injured player is but one of the guys they will really struggle to replace would be Brock Nelson and Adam Pellick and Ryan Pulak obviously are among the others that it would just be really tough to replace look this team struggles to have enough offense as it is and to lose the guy who is your number one scorer uh, in Brock Nelson, leading the team in goals, leading the team in points, that would be a big blow to the Islanders. Uh, and, and you know, Ratu can replace Holmstrom in theory, but what you need now from the Islanders is to get healthy. We have already discussed how this team needs help offensively, even if they are healthy. And to have the team get more injuries and have the team struggle with that is a major potential problem for the New York Islanders. And uh, Lou Lamorello, we, we talked about, you know, the, the six games before the break. And what we saw in those six games is that this team, with the injuries they have, they're definitely not able to compete in the Metropolitan Division. Carolina, red hot, now in first place. The Devils, right now, six points ahead of the Islanders. The Devils have a game in hand. Pittsburgh, red hot. The Rangers, now hot and ahead of the Islanders by three points. The Capitals, two points ahead of the Islanders. The Islanders have a game in hand. But the Islanders went from second place to sixth place during this road swing, and they are going to need to play better. And with all these injuries, it's going to be tough. The old expression Lula Morello always used is, if you have time, take it. Well, memo to Lula Morello, right now with all these injuries and the team falling in the standings, you don't have as much time as you think you do because you have two home games now after the break is over against Pittsburgh and Columbus and then a four-game West Coast road trip, which includes Seattle, Vancouver, Edmonton, and Calgary. That is not an easy itinerary for the Islanders or any team in the NHL. So... 
time to start making the moves you need to make and not waiting because this team needs help and they need help now. If you wait till the trade deadline and these injuries continue, it may be too late to get back into the playoff hunt. We have got more to get to on today's show. Our Islanders birthday of the day, a player who was with the Islanders for two seasons in the mid to late 90s. We've got that and a lot more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day. And a Tuesday will be the 51st birthday of former Islanders center Brian Smolinski. The native of Toledo, Ohio, was a first-round pick of the Boston Bruins back in 1990. Had four solid years at Michigan State, including a pair of 30-goal seasons, which is very impressive when you consider it was 30 goals in 44 games and 31 goals in 40 games. Made his NHL debut in the 92-93 season with the Bruins, later played for the Penguins, and then joined the Islanders for the 96-97 campaign. Had a great first year with the Isles, 28 goals, 56 points in just 64 games, and then had two more years with the Isles, 97-98 and 98-99, but his point total fell a little bit each year. So that first year was his best, then later played for the Kings, the Senators, the Blackhawks, Canucks, and Canadians before spending his final two seasons in pro hockey in the minor leagues. But for Brian Smolinski, he had a productive career, 1,056 NHL games, 274 goals, 651 points, and 606 penalty minutes. 123 playoff games, 23 goals, 52 points, and 60 more playoff playoff penalty minutes. So some really good hockey over the years by Brian Smolinski. We go back again to the original Fisherman jersey days as Smolinski. We look at one of his better games as an Islander, March 29th. 1997 at the Old Barn. The Boston Bruins come to town. Jim Carrey gets the start for the Bruins with Tommy Sallow in goal for the Isles. And it was the Isles getting on the board first. Our Islanders' birthday of the day, Brian Smolinski. His 23rd, Robert Reichel and Kenny Janssen with the assist just a minute 24 into the game. And then Brent Hughes made it 2-0 Isles with an unassisted goal at 315. The Isles weren't done yet. First period, midway through, Randy Wood, his fifth from Dave McIlwain and Doug Huda at 9.46 to make it 3-0 Isles. And then second goal of the period for our Islanders' birthday of the day, Brian Smolinski, his 24th of the year, Ziggy Palfi, Robert Reichel with the assist at 15-11. 4-0 Islanders, Anson Carter gets Boston on the board with a minute six left in the first period. Bob Beers and and Jason Allison with the helpers on that one. In the second, the Islanders' power play goes to work. Dean Chenouth, the ex-Islander, called for high-sticking Ziggy Palfi, his 42nd of the year. Robert Reichel and Brian Berard with the assists at 6.51. Palfi again, his 43rd, second of the game. Dennis Vasky and Robert Reichel, the assist at 10.20. 
Travis Green, his 21st, from Todd Bertuzzi and Scott Lachance at 18.52. And then with 12 seconds left in the period, Palfi with a hat trick. His 44th, an assist to our Islanders' birthday of the day, Brian Smolinski and Travis Green. A third period goal by Troy Millette from Anson Carter and Jason Allison made it a little closer. But the Islanders blow out the Bruins 8-2 and get the victory. Tommy Salo, 16 saves to get the win. Uh, Adam Fischel finished up. He had nine saves in 10 shots. But for our Islanders' birthday of the day, Brian Smolinski, two goals, one assist. He was a plus four, and he scored two goals on his only two shots on goal of the game. So Brian Smolinski, a solid offensive forward with uh, a solid career, 51 years old on Tuesday, and he is our Islanders' birthday of the day. I, I want to just reiterate the importance for the New York Islanders of making some kind of move sooner rather than later. We know this team is inconsistent without the trade, but boy, they are struggling if they don't make a trade. And the power play, they didn't score against the Florida Panthers in spite of the fact that the Islanders did indeed score five goals in this game, including the empty netter. Well, none of them came on the power play. The power play continues to struggle, and they're like, what, oh, for their last 16, 17, 18? They just can't seem to get off the schneid, and I'm telling you, the numbers are reflecting that they are now falling to 25th in the league. Remember, they were top 10 not that long ago. They're 25th in the league, down to 18.9%. They don't do either of the things you need to do to be successful on the power play, and hopefully they rectify it. They either have to move the puck by passing it quickly across ice to make the defenders chase, and or they have to skate when they don't have the puck and move to create scoring chances they're not doing either of those things. You you got to do one of the two. You got to make and create opportunities and motion and tire out the penalty killers. Whether they're chasing the players or chasing the puck or both, you got to do one of them. They're not doing either, and the results are predictable. Too often, we are seeing this team give up better scoring chances when they have the extra attacker than they're creating and that is not the mark of a winning, good, consistent hockey team. We will be back tomorrow to give a full preview of Tuesday's game against the Pittsburgh Penguins. We'll have that and the latest injury updates and a whole lot more on tomorrow's show. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen today. Now make your second listen Locked On Sports today. Peter Bukowski brings you the biggest stories from around the sports world in just 20 minutes. Get the analysis and opinions before anyone else with our local and national experts and insiders. Locked On Sports today, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. I hope everybody had a Merry Christmas and a Happy Hanukkah. And wishing everyone who celebrates a happy Kwanzaa. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.